This is Keep Me Free with Myron Mayel. I'm in a more stationary place. Not so much movement around me, not too many sounds outside of the sound of my voice. And I think I wanted to just bring some clarity to my own spirit as the Holy Spirit brings clarity to me. You know, how is it that this Lord Jesus Christ is, is a resting place? How is it that the Lord Jesus Christ can provide salvation for me, salvation for you? This is a big question. How is it possible that the Lord Jesus Christ can satisfy the debt? How is it that the Lord Jesus Christ can satisfy the requirement that God has for rebellion. You know, there's a requirement, there's a penalty, there's a price to pay for rebellion. You know, the idea that one can walk away from God, that one can deny God his position, one can in many ways try to take away his glory should be something that can be just overlooked. It's like a robbery that's been created, a robbery that's been committed, a robbery that's been committed in all of the universe. See, God's enemy performed a robbery in the heavens, seeking to steal from God his glory. Seeking to steal from God his position as God of all the universe. How is that possible? What notion could come into a spirit's mind that even would give it the inkling that this is possible? Was it because of love? You know, God is a God of love. He's not a dictator. God does not even force his angelic beings, the heavenly hosts, to do his bidding. He does not force. He does not force. But but, but before love can be established, see, love has to be established. God can say, I am love for all eternity. He can say that. But if he doesn't establish it, how can it be written down as being so? He has to establish it. God is love. And we know that God is love because he says, I am love. It means he has a, a, a way of, in his heart, projecting his emotions. See, God has emotions. God's emotions reach throughout the universe. God loves. God hates. God is jealous. God is grieved. He mourns. He's dissatisfied. He's happy. He's pleased. He says, I'm well pleased with my son. 
See, God has emotions. And it's my opinion, my humble opinion, this man's humble opinion that God created other gods. He's the God of gods. He's the Lord of lords. Let's not forget some of his titles. He is the God of all gods. That means there are other gods. And some of these other gods didn't like something. What could they not have liked? It's my humble opinion that the rebellion in heaven was over humanity. Because God wanted to rest, wanted to come down in fellowship, in flesh and blood, in humility onto himself. You see, God loves himself. See, when we walk around hating ourselves, it is the anti-Christ spirit because God does not hate himself. Doesn't mean you like everything you do, but this self-hatred is not of God. God loves himself. That's how he is first love because he loves himself. That's why it says the spirit honors the father. The father honors the son. The son honors the spirit. The spirit honors the father and the son. They honor. They glorify each other. They praise each other. That's how God is complete in himself. He's a triune being and he's complete in himself because all facets of who God is, the Godhead is, the Godhead that is, worships its own. God is able to bring praise to himself, honor and glory. God has never been without praise, honor and glory because he contains it in himself, in love. And he created other Angelic beings and other, other Elohim, other gods to exhibit that love, to express that love back to him. This is my humble opinion that when God wanted to do something that was so humbling and in line with his nature. See, in my opinion, all the other gods were busy, so busy being gods. They never, it never entered into the mind of any other God to create a man, to create a woman. It never entered, in my humble opinion, of any other God to create a human being, to tabernacle in, to walk around in, in humility. See, God is being humble and humbling himself onto himself in love, you see. That's why you was created. That's why you're created in the image of God, because God is desiring to humble himself and love on himself. God is loving on himself. See, and you enter into that love. It is my humble opinion that mankind was created as a place of God's humility and love so that he could demonstrate his love. And none of the other gods had this notion. None of the other gods even thought about such a thing. They were too busy being gods. Too busy being fabulous. Too busy being wonderful. Too busy being 
what they were created to be. But our great God, the God of gods, desired something else. Besides what he already was in the spirit realm, he wanted his love to be manifested in the natural realm, in a man, in a woman. God wanted to express his love. God wanted to express his nature. He wanted to walk around in a man, walk around in a woman in humility. The greatest humility ever created was mankind. God had a will, had a destiny for mankind. And he said, behold, that all the angelic beings give him honor, this mankind, this man that I have created. And some didn't like that. One particular didn't like that idea. Says, I'm already beautiful. How can I worship this? Flesh and blood. How can I give honor to this flesh and blood? I'm already beautiful. Look at me. I shine. I glisten. I glamour. I am glam. And it ended into this Elohim's mind concept. I don't like this idea. How dare God do something that we can't do? How dare God create a man? How dare God create a woman? How dare God want to do such a thing? He must be off his rocker. He must be out of his mind. And a rebellion started in heaven. Why should we pay honor to the man? Why should we Pay honor to the woman. Why should we? We are gods. Why should we? The why should we call went out. Satan mustered up a why should we call in heaven and there was war. The angels, Michael had to fight against the enemies of God now. We started a rebellion went around whispering behind God's back, went around saying that God must be crazy. We're just as powerful as he is. We're just as magnificent as he is, which is a lie. Something must have got into them. Love, see, has to be proven. Love has to be proven. And so this rebellion began. Those that still wanted to love on God, still wanted to worship him, remained faithful. This is an insane plot. You are in your mind. But the shiny one, the shiny one kept looking at his reflection. The shiny one kept looking at his image. The shiny one kept looking at himself and said, you know what? I got it going on also. I lead the praise in heaven. I lead it. I create it. I create music. I create music. I create music. I create praise. I create. Perhaps this Elohim was the chief creator of sound and music. 
got beside itself. Started to think because it created such wonderful things. It was something about himself itself that was the creator of those things not a gift given to you see god's enemy was created lucifer don't like to talk about that part satan don't like to talk about that part but he has a god he's a created being but he keeps forgetting this notion on purpose don't worry i'm the 18 minute preacher So rebellion began over what? The humility of God. Over what? Over the love of God. Over what? Over God wanting to humble himself and show his love and prove it. So he created a man, created a woman with the potential to put his spirit inside of them so he could finally fellowship in humility And then the rebellion, and then the rebellion began. And his enemy were cast down. His enemy was cast down from the heavens. His enemy was cast down from the heavens and fell on the earth and caused turmoil. God planted a garden and put Adam and Eve, created Adam and Eve and put them in there. See, he put, had to put him in a garden, you see. He had to put him in a safe place, a safe space, you see. Adam and Eve was in a safe place. We're not going to go through or weave through all the whole story. But in that safe place, there was a safe haven. But you see, love is a choice. You got to love God as a choice. You got to want to come to God as a choice. You got to want to come to God from your own free will. See, God gave you a free will so you can love him freely, not forcibly. That's not love. So you see, we were created to love God from a free will as a choice. So when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, you come to him as a choice in your heart. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know who you are. See, Adam and Eve, they were born, they were created in innocence, you see. Innocence is different than perfection. They could have easily took it from the tree of life and knew God in a more personal, spiritual way. They only knew him in the physical. They knew he would walk through the garden. They would see him and hear him walking through the garden. They knew him as an outward relationship, but they didn't have the Holy Spirit down deep inside of them. If they would have took the tree of life, they would have had the Holy Spirit placed inside of them, and it would have all been divine. But you see, love got to be chosen. Love has to be a choice. It never really says that Adam and Eve loved on God. It never really says that Adam and Eve loved on God 
Where you at, God? I want to see where you live. You coming in the garden and seeing where we are. I want to see where you live. I want to see where you are. They never, it never expresses a fact. It never comes out and expresses a fact that Adam and Eve wanted to know where God lived. They could have easily took another tree of life. They could have easily took another tree of life. It was probably a humble tree. It was probably a humble, beautiful tree. I'm sure the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was a spectacular, shining, bursting, spectacular. Did you see the devil always make things look good to you? The devil always make things look really pretty to you. The God, the devil, the God of this world always makes the things of this world seem so much more attractive than the humility of God and the humility of Christ. So you see, this rebellion is over humanity. This heavenly rebellion is over humanity. God wanted to show his great love in a man and a woman. God wanted to sit down in a man and a woman and fellowship in the flesh. Adam decided that he had another course. He decided that he wanted to take another path. Adam and Eve decided that he wanted to take another path. See, God made man upright, but they go in search of inventions. They go in search of shortcuts. They go in search of things. Why? Because the spirit of the world introduced itself to Adam and Eve. And they like what it said. They like, you can, this will make you wise. This is good for your body. It's good to look at. And they chose from a free will a self-determined destination. And that self-determined des- destination led to death. So you see, this ain't plan B. This ain't plan B. So when Jesus Christ comes, he fulfills God's desire. I finally found a man I can sit down in, a perfect man, a man not after the heart of the world, a man that full of sin, a man that chooses righteousness. Not just as a man, but birth from my spirit. Because see, I got to take my spirit and I need to place it in a woman. I need to take my spirit. I need to impregnate a woman with my spirit so that that son can be born of my seed. Born of the spirit of God. That's how you're born again. You're born of the spirit of God. See, Jesus was born from the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God. Jesus Father is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Father God impregnated Mary. A virgin became pregnant with the Spirit, by the Spirit, for the Spirit, in the Spirit. So when Jesus says, my Father, which is in heaven, he's talking about his biological Father in the Spirit and in the natural Jesus didn't have an earthly father. He didn't come from the earthly seed of a man. He came from his father in heaven. But he still had a natural nature. And in that natural nature, he still chose his father's will. Not my will, but your will be done, God. Not my will, but your will be done, Lord. I'm I'm going over a little bit with this one. 
Not my will, but your will be done. The Lord Jesus Christ chose the will of his father. Adam chose the will of himself. Eighteen minute preacher going a little longer. It's okay. When you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, you come to him out of a free will that desires to love him so you can be a resting place. So when Jesus Christ is born, he finally gives God a resting place. God can find rest, not only from his enemy, but he can find rest in flesh and blood, which is what he wanted to do in the first place. Fellowship in humility and in love out of a choice. Jesus Christ fulfilled that choice. Adam came first. Jesus came second. So in Jesus Christ, our great God can sit down in humility, can rest in humility, not only from the wars that his enemy created, but he can finally fulfill the passion of his life. The passion of his understanding, the passion of his world, that is his humility to sit down in a man and a woman. And that's why you get the Holy Spirit when you come to God. That's why he places his Holy Spirit inside of your spirit. That's why he builds a temple inside of you. That's why he builds a tabernacle inside of you that he might sit down in your spirit and fulfill the destiny's call. That's what's so special about being born again. That's what's so special. That's what makes Jesus so special. He was born from the seed of his father. He was born from the seed of his father. He was born from the seed of his father, not from the will of a man, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit came and impregnated Mary, and Mary got pregnant. She was a virgin. Mary got pregnant and had Jesus as a son, the only begotten of the Father. Only begotten of the Father. Jesus is the only begotten Son of the Father because He was birthed from the seed of the Father, impregnating Mary. That's what's being so, that's what's so special. About being born again, you fulfill, you give God a resting place. You give God a place to sit down. You give God a place to be humble because he's so great. He wants to fellowship with a man and a woman in humility, in love. He'll show you the way. He'll point the path out to you. Then he can welcome you into his family. See, he can welcome you into his house. See, he can when you when you die. Oh, man, they can come and collect your spirit. When you die, the holy angels, the angels can come collect your spirit because welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. How you been? I know it was rough. I know it was tough out there, but come on home. You're home now. You're home now. God got a place for you for eternity. Come on home. You can come home. You can come out the rain, come out the storm, come out the sorrow, come out the pain. 
and enjoy the goodness of your Lord. Enjoy the goodness of your God forever. The rebellion is over. Long live the peace, the love, the righteousness of God. Forever and ever and ever.